Hey everyone, hey, welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. You are joining us on yet another edition of this never-ending journey <laughs> through the pantheons, through the halls of the hallowed Metallica. We're 40-odd now, I think it's like 42, 43, I'm sort of recording a few at a batch here, but, you know, we're, we're in that midst, we're not even halfway through, but every week... Uh, is is a, is a surprise you know sometimes you get songs that you really love sometimes you get songs you grow to love sometimes you get songs that are on load and reload you know we, we, we've spoken <laughs> about those episodes in the past um, but today we're looking at a death magnetic song end of the line specifically which yeah it's going to be a fun song to get into definitely um, I'm quite surprised a lot of people are quite apathetic about this song um, I, I, you know I think it's pretty good but we'll, we'll get into that in a second just before we do um, at Metallica pod follow us Get in touch with us as well if you want to come on the show, metallicapod at gmail.com. If you want to discuss something or other, we can get you on there. Um, you know, check out all the past guests in you know on the channel, subscribe, Patreon, iTunes, you know, if you want to help support the show, you know how to do that. But um it's great to have guests on from all walks of Metallica life. And it's rare that you get a guest who worked for the mother of one of their bass players. <laughs> Dan, how's it going, man? I'm good, Sam. How you doing, brother? <laughs> You know, when you asked to be on the show, you shared that anecdote, and I have to just share it immediately because um, I don't know the full story. I'm curious, you know, how did that come about? Oh, man. Uh, I was a, a much younger man at the time. Mm-hmm. Of course, Jason was uh, with the band. I was I was working in a restaurant and wanted to get to get out of there, and I and I ended up meeting this guy who had a shirt on that had the I love you symbol, right. and I was, taking, I was taking sign language at the time, so I thought – Hey, let's talk. And it had these initials on it. And we just, we started talking and he worked for a place called uh, the hearing aid center mm-hmm. and they were looking for a receptionist. And I thought, Hey, I can get out of here, um, out of serving food and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, go be a receptionist, practice some of my sign language. And I went in for my interview and the woman interviewing me's name was Joanne Newstead. Mm. And of course, I'm, I'm a big Metallica oh, yeah. fan going back to the early nineties. Um, yeah. so not, not quite as early as some, but, sure. uh, sure. But I thought, boy, Newstead sounds familiar. We get done with the interview, and she says to me, so do you have any questions? And I, th- I said to her, well, no no professional questions, but I have a personal question for you. <laughs> she right. kind of looked at me, and I said, Newstead, are you Jason Newstead's sister? And she looked at me, and she goes, wow, well well done on the on the compliment, but I'm his mom, actually. Ah. And, I, and I laughed. I'm, I'm not stupid. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but I said, that's so cool. I told her what a big fan I was, and – um, and she said, well, you know, gosh, if it works out and I hire you, uh, maybe I can get you backstage passes sometime. Hmm. And I just thought, oh, hell yeah, man, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. And uh, so she she hired me and I told her, I said, look, I, I just actually bought tickets to their next show, which is like, you know, four months later. Right. And she actually got me a backstage pass uh, to the show. It was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And hmm. um, that was, was really that? what tour was that? Oh, man, that was back in uh, that was after the Black Album. OK. Okay, um, sort of load era. It might have been, yeah, it, might, it was load reload era. It might have okay. been load actually. Sure. Um, but yeah, you went up there, and unfortunately, it was the time of year where the the snow flies like crazy in Michigan, and they mm-hmm. had to actually get out of town, so they they shut down the meet and greet. Oh. Um, so I I wasn't going to be able to go, but then all of a sudden they said, hey, look, if you have an N on your badge, you can come back because that's friends and family adjacent, uh-huh. and we, I, we and my group had Ns on ours. I think there were four of us, and I and I, we, we so we went back, and I got to meet him very quickly. He actually signed my Garage Days CD, mm. uh, which I thought was really cool. And then, uh, and then as we're walking out, they're like, "Okay, get out, get out, get out." So as we're walking out, uh, all of a sudden I turned the corner and I looked, and there's James and Lars just standing there by some of the rigs, and it was like, "Oh, hey!" And we met them real quick and then got out of there. But yeah, it was it was wow. cool. So, Joanne was awesome. Joe was really cool. I always like to say that. 
her her son used to ruin uh, hearing drums, and and I and she used to repair them. So, <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's like if I if I met a woman that was called Janet Hetfield, you'd have to ask. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you'd yeah, def- you definitely be curious. It's very cool, uh, very yeah. awesome. I don't know if I've had anyone on the show. Maybe I have who have met the guys as closely as that. You know, in a meet and greet. That is awesome. I love watching those meet and greets on the Metallica channel, both because they're awesome and also can be quite cringy and interesting in that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. Real fans, like, you know, burst into tears if Lars, like, says hi and shit. Like, it's moving. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I'd like to think that if I had a little more time with him, I could just sit and talk to him a little bit because he's, mm. he's from the area that I'm, I'm in, in Michigan. So it wasn't that big of a stretch to meet Joe right. and say, gosh, are you related? Um, mm. But it would have been cool to just kind of talk with him for a minute. Hey, do you remember – you know, uh, swimming in Gull Lake. I was just there a, a couple months ago or just kind of, sh- you know, shoot the breeze with them. I thought that'd be pretty cool, mm, but, uh, mm, mm. but it, it was, it was too quick. There was a huge crowd in there. They kind of ushered us through, but I got to at least say hi to them, yeah. you know, and, and tell them, Hey, I work for your mom. He was like, Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so that's about it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And obviously he would go on to great things such as rockstar supernova. Um, you know, and it, great that you had that meet there, but, um, yourself as a fan, how did it begin with the band? Oh man, I was uh, I was in high school at the time, so I'm so I'm 40 right now. Right. So back in '92, I was in high school, and I was, you know, I'd I'd listen to you know Poison, Motley Crue, nothing real heavy, but kind of you know rock and roll. Hmm. Um, and my dad was a fan going back to the '70s of you know Black Sabbath and Three Dog Night and just sure. a lot of good music. And then all of a sudden, somebody brought me uh, Enter Sandman, hmm. and I heard it, and I was like, oh man, that's actually really cool. And I bought the, I bought Metallica, I bought the Black Album, and just just got into it and from there i mean i very quickly went into their older catalog of course mm-hmm. and just fell in love with uh the the shredding of kill em all mm. the the epicness of master um oh. Ra- lightning's actually my favorite album it has my favorite song uh, hands down of any band ever anytime um fade to black yeah uh, so but good. you know yeah, yeah but yeah, but yeah. no i i got into them through friends in high school and then just stuck with them and, and they've actually become my obsession band mm-hmm. that's who you know i i own i own lulu um <laughs> i i have saint anger uh i have vinyl i have uh you know bootlegs that go back from cds from all different countries i mean uh yeah we're we're uh, i have a bunch of stuff i'm i'm a huge fan of metallica now uh, after all these years so yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate what you're saying there about an obsession band. Everyone does get one. Obviously, Metallica is mine, but, you know, <laughs> any podcast reader that covers a band has that same sort of uh, attitude to it. So that's awesome, man. And I mean, as it continued on then, getting up to Death Magnetic, which, you know, the end of the line is from, which we're going to explore, like, still still hardcore? Yeah, I mean, you know, when I, you know, I had a laugh earlier when you mentioned the, the load era. Um <laughs> Because actually, as I was think- as I was listening to End of the Line for our- for our chat, I was thinking, you know, that that Death Magnetic was the album that brought me back from the brink. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the the load era was like, oh. But I go back now and I listen to some of those songs, and it's like, oh, I see what you were doing. You were actually maturing, trying to find where you are. You know, th- like I actually appreciate a lot of that stuff. Not everything, mm-hmm. but a lot mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, St. Anger was where they really lost me. And then Lulu was like, wait, this is co- totally an ego yeah. album, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you get to work with, with a legend. But, um, but yeah, when Death Man Edit came out, man, I just I, I lost my mind. It was like, oh, these are the guys I love. That's why I love seeing them live because mm-hmm. everything, it doesn't matter what album is from, sounds like them when it's live. Yeah, yeah, that's, t- that's totally true. And, um, you know, we just had, I think, Lisbon yesterday. 
Um, so I haven't actually seen footage of that, but the band still, are, you know, performing to a huge standard. And just before we get into the song today, um, quick email, uh, interesting email. Please get in touch with the show as well, metallicapod.gmail.com. Um, I just got an email for we on air, actually, that I'll read out next week. That's a long damnation of the Black Album. Like, I haven't actually read it through yet. It's enormous. So we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that next week. Uh, metallicapod.gmail.com. Uh, this email says, I work as a magician under the name Art Vandalay, and one of the more unusual events I perform at are metal shows. Being a metalhead myself, I found the idea of mixing heavy metal and magic together quite enticing. I mainly perform mentalism and elemental magic, but I love doing the metal shows as I get to go a little bit crazy with the audience. Anyway, getting to Metallica, I play the guitar and during my show I will get the audience to write down one song that they want Metallica to play live. Not their favourite song, but the one song they're desperate to hear. Possibly one Metallica I've never played before, or one they don't play often. These are then placed into a large bowl and then shaken up. One single slip of paper is removed by a randomly selected participant who merely thinks of the song after much acting and showmanship i eventually play the song guitar getting the audience to sing the song and getting a huge round of applause i usually close my show with this by getting the spectators to write down their songs at the start of the show i then do some effects using music tablature books cds and various musical paraphernalia and then at the end i get someone to choose a final slip i then end the show with playing the song guitar and then removing my jacket revealing my t-shirts of the very same song too implying that i knew them all along Anyway, use this for your podcast in your own words, or I'd love to come on and review a song if possible. Keep with the podcast, because it's awesome. Kind regards. So yeah, shout, <laughs> shout out to cool. that, shout out to that rogue mu- magician there. We need to get uh, some video footage of that man. That would uh, that would be interesting, Arvandale. But yeah, we are going to do a song soon, so that should be uh, that should be cool. Thanks for sending that uh, sending that in. But um, the end of the line, you know, this is a it's a big song. It's a long song. Um, it's a song that, if I'm honest with you, because I, I think Death Night was probably the first album that I probably listened to when it came out in its time. Like, I was a bit more sentient of a fan. Like, I was just sort of maybe getting into, like, 2004, 2005. So, you know, very recently, uh, in the grand pantheon of listeners and guests, I know that for definite, but, um, you know, getting into it and, and this album as a whole, Death Magnetic, it was one that just, you know, I remember, I can recall hearing it when it first came out. And I don't know about yourself, but, when I first listened to it, it felt a little jumbly. It felt a little odds and ends. But the more I've listened to it, the more I appreciate its repetitions and 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 why it's the length it is. Yeah, it's funny because when I when I listened to the first minute and a half, maybe two minutes, it's like three different songs, and they can't decide where they're going. Yeah. But then over the years, I begin to I, I've gotten to love that part of it. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Tom. I, it's it's interesting. Yeah, you know, I remember I remember leaving work at lunch with some buddies that i was working with um and going to best buy to get the album mm. you know I'd, I'd heard it was heavy i think i heard some clips you know online or whatever right. or something and i was like this sounds kind of cool so after that you know whole load era and saint anger um it was like i was giving them you know just one more shot um mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't think i really would have actually given up on them as i said earlier they're my obsession band but <laughs> but I, but i was i was really ready for something heavy from them again and, and the entire drive back to work I, we, were, we were just cranking the shit out of death magnetic mm-hmm. that you know from the opening song just being so heavy and then it rolls, rolls right into this mm-hmm. this monster mm-hmm. with the end of the line i just remember sitting there you know and, and head banging along like i like i'd known the music in my soul which sounds kind of <laughs> silly to say out loud but it's no. like this feels familiar and angry and metal and oh man i so yeah while it's still while it feels jumbled at times i that opening 90 seconds was like okay they're just oh yeah this is gonna be good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah the, the the swirling resolution of the sort of it's a bit like for whom the bell tolls the intro um you know it has a sort of heavy chords and then it has that sort of melody line higher up 
that sort of plays the counterpoint. I love the variation at the stop and starting of the riff. And there's just variation with it. Like there's bits where the drums just, you know, are completely gone. And it's just the guitar there, you know, thrashing away. And then the rhythm catches up with the song and it goes full frontal. It has a great build up, the whole thing. Yeah, I, I like, you know, you mentioned it um being a little bit like for him, the bell tolls, mm. I, I kind of felt like it was reminiscent of a master of puppets era sure. song, sure. you know? Um, cause it is, yeah, it's that Epic. It's got the different parts to it. Um, I like how it starts off kind of driving and then gets kind of fast and then mm. it goes almost funky, mm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and then it gets, then it gets slow and then it, it turns into this, like this Epic sounding slow something. And then all of a sudden it just goes into this, sh- the shredding riff that then, permeates the entire song and i yeah. i love that it just it just makes me want to headbang for like yeah. eight eight straight minutes <laughs> yeah it's uh it's crazy that you mentioned the funky part because i would call that the pearl jam part i'm sure a lot of people have noticed i don't know if you, if yeah. you have yourself but uh why go which is off you know pearl jam's rightly celebrated 10 it will upset a lot of listeners but it's probably my favorite pearl jam album even though I know the arty ones are probably better, it, it's still the best incarnation of a rocking Pearl Jam for me. But, uh, you know, whatever. They <laughs> they steal the riff. Um, I don't know if yeah. you've heard it, Dan, but it's the same riff. Is it? Okay. I yeah. hadn't heard that riff yeah. from, yeah. from I mean, Pearl it's Jam. fine. Yeah. It's kind of, there's only so many notes and it kind of got a sort of predictable skeleton to it. But yeah, you are right. It does have so many moods, so many parts. And when it gets into the verse, and I'm not saying this is derivative or it affects it, but maybe it's just me. I've listened to a bit too much Metallica. It sort of <laughs> rotted my brain. But I hear da, 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 similar to Creeping Death in its uh, in its diction. Oh. Yeah, I had, yeah, I hadn't that hadn't really crossed my mind. I, that does sound a little bit like Creeping Death. Slightly. I mean, it's a bit of a reach, but it's yeah. kind of you know it has that sort of element to it and. It's just, there's so much energy in this song. Like I play a bit of guitar myself, but I, like I can't imagine the exertions it puts on Hetfield, especially to sing and play this. You know, it's such an onslaught. Mm. Yeah, it is, and it and it feels to me like an like an angry poem, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like the lyrics don't they don't remind me necessarily of another Metallica song. This is like one of those kind of kind of unique songs from them yeah. that it's just an angry poem of just words. I mean, they yeah. make sense when you read them out. You know, I've looked at the lyrics a little bit and like, sure. oh, okay, and, but. But yeah, it just feels like a, like a like I'm, I'm pissed off poetry, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, little haikus, um, you know, very short little things. Bleed battle scars, chemical affinity, which yeah. I sort of get, but again, you don't need to. It's the way that he sort of you know has a throatiness to it, like innocence corrode. I think he does, and Reaper especially mm-hmm. in the second verse, the way he sort of whips that out. Karma amputee as well. <laughs> um, death contagious deity. Yeah. You sort of almost don't catch these in in the torrent of the uh, riffing. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to keep up. I had to look at the lyrics, and, mm-hmm. and I, you know, of course, you never know unless you get them actually from Metallica if they're right or not. Some of those lyric sites are just not. But I, I, yeah, I like the breaker chase the ghost, the latest high to an all time low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, oh, are you thinking about drugs there? Do you think maybe you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you're, you're, you're struggle with that. Okay. Substance abuse. I get it. So, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I read into it what I do, but I love the, you know, twisted, jump the rail, shout at the crowd below mm-hmm. when, whenever they talk about what they do, you know, like whether it's whiplash or whether it's that, you know, jump the rail, shout at the crowd below. I feel like I'm there in the show with them. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. And another unique song, a unique thing about this song, like you mentioned the way the lyrics are projected, but also the Into the Endless Fever part, which is a good lyric in of itself, but the weight just that really high I think it's on the 15th fret, you know, it's high up there, and it's just, I don't, you don't really hear Metallica do much of that really, it is kind of mightily in that, you know, majorly in that low end 
and you know yeah. so effective for it. Uh, and and just getting onto the simple power calls of the sort of new consequence machine as well, which is like again quite Alan Moore esque. I don't really know what that is, but uh, you know, all in all, it culminates. If a song's going to be called the end of the line, you need to have a chorus where it's like this is the end of the line. Like you know, it has to sort of spell that out for you. And I think it's successful in that margin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I liked when it gets into that um, towards the end where he's talking about the slave becomes the master yeah. and that's like that to me speaks to this is the end of the line the slave has become the master sure 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 yeah and uh, yeah, i like that I, I like that slow bit that whole slave becomes the master <laughs> thing it reminds me a little bit of i don't know if you'd be familiar but um fools in love by joe jackson who's like a sort of english singer songwriter mm. new wave guy it's kind of one of his more famous like, anyway if, if anyone's heard that it's very similar to that like i can't hear it I, again there's a lot of plagiarism i'm accusing this song of but you know i, I it's just <laughs> It's good stuff, like, you know, I'm not marking it for it, but, you know, every, there's only 12 notes. There's going there's to be some bleed over. <laughs> I, I, I do really like that section. I don't necessarily like, and I know it's a cliche of Alpha Metallica, like, ha-ha, I don't like load-reload, but ha-ha, Kirk's solo, I, I kind of love it, but hate it. I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, is that about the four-minute mark or so? I like yeah. when it, it gets to that staccato rhythm bass drums going under, and then there's, like, a, a dual lead guitar going on there almost. Mm-hmm. It almost sounds like two to me, and then... And then it, it, about 30 seconds later, it's like a whole different solo for Kirk. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I was listening to that this week, kind of getting ready for this. And I'm thinking, I, I kind of like it, but it almost sounds like like two different solos. You know, like, I don't know. He, he just can't decide. So let's just throw them both in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I, but, I do, but I do like the the staccato rhythm of it, though, uh, in, the, in the, the rhythm guitar going on, the, how the bass and drums go together under his, his lead. Mm-hmm. I do like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean James is a master of that sort of decorating and you know making interesting curves for Kirk to work off. And um, yeah, as I say, the bass explorations of it as well in the slower parts, the octave shifts of Kirk anticipating what's yet to come. Like yeah, the sl- whole slave become master thing. Uh, that whole section has grown on me, and I love the way how it morphs into you know the repurposing of the hooked and the deceiver riff into the the slave becomes the master and the way it sort of you know builds on what was already there i think it's mm-hmm. so subtle such a great shift and and i like too during that part that what stood out, stood out to me was um the the baseline i like how they've they've really brought bass back to the forefront you know um and not that jason couldn't handle it but Trujillo is just amazing and they've they've let that go finally and I, and I like yeah. the bass line during that slow part. I think I think Robert's just great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Hetfield sounds so good throughout the whole of it, especially towards the end as well when he's sort of embellishing the whole end of the line. He has a few sort of off mic like, yeah, and, you know, sort of stuff like that. Not too Hetfieldian, but again, it's sort of a rallying call and he's sort of existing there in the song live. And I've got a lot of love for this song. I guess, I guess a criticism, if I am to play devil's advocate and I can understand it, it is quite long for what it is. Yeah, you know, I mean, do you think that that kind of speaks to the whole it's three songs at the very beginning so that it's so long they just kind of want to keep bringing all that back i mean but it never felt to me like it was okay get this over with i mean it's it's long but i enjoy my time within it every time i listen to it yeah yeah i agree i agree um sometimes certain episodes are a bit of a chore by the end or predictable but this one i still like because it does have this shifting pattern to it you know riffs do repeat that are introduced in minute one will return at the close of the whole song and it's anchored very well together regardless if it's slightly stealing jeff amon from uh, pearl jam's riff still it's very very good and um got a lot of love for death magnetic as a whole really personally for me it wasn't like for yourself which i understood like you sort of brought you back into the fold for me 
say anger die hard it was just more of that good metallic yeah it's it, i i go back now i could listen to death magnetic and um hardwired just and only those two anymore you know if i were to go see them again uh, as much as i love the old stuff it kind of feels like they're doing the same concert right. for the last 10 years um that'd be my criticism of, of them as a band you know sure. but but i would love to go see basically just death magnetic and hardwired straight through at a show that mm-hmm. that to me would just be heavy mm-hmm Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah that would be awesome yeah they totally yeah. could um they totally totally could but um any closing thoughts on this song man i just think it's a great it's a great second song in this album yep, yep. where they, they just punch you with it but then bring you back to all their other talents that they've learned over the last few albums that you know maybe some of the albums kind of sucked but or parts of them but like this is a mature song for them mm-hmm. that still gives a nod to their early years i think yeah 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 i definitely think so and uh yeah it is um it's a treat you know i i thoroughly thoroughly enjoy this song as well and i think the whole band sound excellent we'll close up with actually have you seen the band live sorry um you said you've seen them quite a few times yeah yeah i i try to like pin down exactly when i saw them where but I, it's five or six times i've seen them now um you know mostly inside stuff but i've seen them outside as well my favorite one was when i saw them at this fair this county fair that was a pretty big deal and mm. and i and they Suicidal Tendencies open for him, and then nice. Danzig, and then Metallica. And we got there right as Danzig was getting off the stage, so we got right up front. I don't, I don't know how the hell we did that, but we got right up front. And I'm I'm up against the rail, I think. And, and they came out, and this was the first tour, I think, anyway, where they really opened up with Bread Fan. Mm. And I don't think a lot of people knew what song that was back then. And so, you know, this is in the, the mid to late 90s. Okay. And so as they played it, I knew it. I loved it. And it's, I mean, two notes in Tom and I was screaming bread fan. And I, yeah. Oh, I love it. And I'm telling you, man, I swear James looked at me and was like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, he was. Cause it was, it was amazing. That was awesome. But yeah, I've seen him quite a few times and I, every time I love him, I, I wish I could have seen him on hardwired. Right. Um, but 150 bucks or more for tickets. I just, just couldn't do it. Steve. Yeah. Very Steve. Um, I had, had to pay about the same when I saw them in um, Birmingham. But I think they're supposedly rumors suggesting they're doing like an arena tour of America um, mm. later in the year. Would you would you see that? Yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of regret not going to this last leg. Um, they were in Detroit, Michigan, mm. and I, like I said, 150 bucks. I just couldn't justify it. But yeah. if they come back for an arena tour, I I may have to go see them. I would love to see the Big Four come back together before Slayer retires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. See Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax. That would be fantastic. I've seen I've seen Dave Mustaine of late saying they're going to do a big free maybe if Metallica doesn't join in. That'd be kind of cool. I'd, I'd go yeah. see Megadeth again. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's like a like a G free. You know, like a rotating sort of stable of stuff. Well, in this case, it's just kind of a slightly decreasing stable of stars. But still, <laughs> you know, seeing all three of them together would be uh, a treat. I bet. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think if they if they do the tour again this this fall or summer or whatever, I may have to go back because I I kind of regret not seeing them for this uh, this tour. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, we will uh, close up with a few quick fire questions as we always do. We sort of answered the first one before, which is your favorite Metallica song, which you said "Fade to Black," right? Yeah, "Fade to Black," absolutely. I I agree with what you said earlier as well. Um, I was listening to it and I was thinking this is definitely one of my all time favorite pieces of music, like, like flat out, like, you know, definitely like, you know, I can listen to it whenever. And I just think it's, yeah, absolute masterpiece of a song, mm-hmm. you know, beautifully, beautifully done. And so exciting as well. And spellbinding. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I fucking, fucking love that track. What was your favorite album? It was Ride, you said as well. 
Uh, yeah, it had to be Ride because of that, and, okay. and Call of Cthulhu, and Come yeah. On. What about your favorite member of the band? Um, I mean, I'd have to say Jason just because mm-hmm. he's a local guy from my area. Oh, yeah. I got to meet him. I think I love what he does now with his new band and his other all the uh, different projects that he's done. Mm-hmm. I think he's just got a hell of a talent, and I, and I love. I love his new stuff, so I'd, I'd have to say Jason is my my favorite former member, I suppose. Okay. okay. <laughs> and um, final question: uh, If you were to do a podcast like Alpha Metallica about a band, what's a band you could do them about, man? I can't steal Metallica from you. Um, <laughs> There's no. already loads uh, of us. Like <laughs> we're multiplying. Well, and, and I gotta say, man, not to like you know blow smoke or, or kiss up or anything, but th- I mean, I the reason I reached out is because I've been listening to Alpha Metallica and, and I love it. I, I'm a huge fan, so Thank I'm, you, I'm thrilled to be here. Um. If I was to do a different band, though, gosh, um, that's hard. Question. That's hard to narrow down because yeah. this is my obsession band. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would love to learn more about. So I'm, I'm going to go the total opposite of the spectrum from sure. Metallica and from metal. Um, Jack Johnson. Oh wow, Are you Jack Johnson. Familiar? Yeah, the the acoustic. Yeah, he's um he's uh sleep just through the a static. Phenom- yeah, yeah, sleep through the yeah. static. Uh, I love. I've seen him a ton of times too. He's my second favorite mm, act to mm. go see live, and I would love to hear more about why he went or how he went from being a surfer in Hawaii to being a musician that tours the world, and why he does what he does, and and that kind of thing, and go through his songs, his lyrics, mm. um, and talk to people. Yeah, I think he'd probably be my my other one. I think you're onto something there, Dan. I think, <laughs> I, think I think you are, or maybe some listener is going to steal it away. But yeah, that's they, a, that's they, a great suggestion, man. That's a great suggestion. So um, I should say as well, you you're a podcaster in your own right. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I just launched my my own podcast personally at the beginning of the year, and then I also uh, I, I work for a company where we help our clients get on podcasts for marketing right. purposes. So I'm I'm well entrenched now over the last seven eight months in the podcast world, man. What's the podcast? Uh, it's called the Storytellers Network. Okay. And I talk to uh, storytellers. Uh, this year will be four seasons: uh, writers, and then podcasters and then uh video and then social media and i just want to talk to people who tell stories for a living or as a passion and why they do it how they do it that kind of thing so like this season like i said writers so a lot of authors Mm -hmm. which has been fun um and next season with podcasters i'm talking to people who interview others and and tell stories through podcasts and i'm just uh I'm, I'm a writer myself and a storyteller and i just i just want to talk to people i thought i can't just call up somebody and say hey can we talk for an hour (laughs) This is my way to interview them and bring some yeah. value to listeners. So yeah, I'm enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, it's like this, man. That's just Absolutely. like there's no reason we talk really <laughs> other than this. But, you know, it's, great. <laughs> it's a great excuse, um, you know, to share. And this has been an awesome episode, man. Thank you so much for your insight, your anecdotes. Thank you to everyone for listening as well. Please get in touch with me, metallicabot at gmail.com. If you want to come on the show, leave us a comment. Uh, what do you think of the end of the line? What do you think of our thoughts on the end of the line? Um, Patreon, iTunes. Uh, Dan, any anything you'd like to share, man? Oh, man, I just uh, appreciate it, Tom. Thanks for having me on, brother. Thanks for doing this. I love listening to people's anecdotes. Um, yeah. One of my favorite was when you had the guys, that uh, the, the original writer of Bread Fan on was like, that's yeah. that's cool. Oh, oh Blitzkrieg. So, or Blitzkrieg, yeah, sorry, yeah, not yeah. Bread Fan. Yeah, but, Blitzkrieg. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was Brian Ross. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah I just I think it's awesome, man. That's incredible. So thanks. And if anybody you know wants to, you know, like I said, the Storytellers Network, yeah. they can look it up. They can kind of check me out. But um, keep listening to Alpha Metallica, man. This is this is friggin' awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you. We will put the link uh, in the description below. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. Um, yeah, that's about it. We'll be back next week for Enter Sandman with Metal Up Your Podcast. So that should be good. Fantastic, man. I'll yeah. be listening. Oh, come on. Those guys are great. Those guys are great. Definitely <laughs> support them and support their EP, which is awesome as well. So uh, with Nick McCoviak doing the cover, 
weird Metallica world that we're building here of fans and creators, and it's it's awesome, you know. So um, shout out to everyone. Dan, finally, thank you again. Uh, cheers, man. I appreciate it, brother.